Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Good morning, or should I say good afternoon? Let me tell you guys, I have had a morning. I have had a morning yesterday morning. Morning Inspirations was supposed to get out yesterday morning. And in my neck of the woods, in the Carolinas, I saw a little bit of snow, a little bit of sleet. It did not stick, but at the particular time that I was trying to get my morning inspirations out to you guys, uh, my husband called and I had to pick him back up from work and time just kept on creeping by after that. And it was what it was. So this is a pop-up Tuesday for you guys that I miss the morning inspirations with my regular followers that follow me over on Spotify and the other listening platforms. This is a pop-up Tuesday morning inspirations, but it is afternoon. I couldn't let one more day go by without getting out this next section of God's word that he wanted us to go into. So guys, before we do that, let's give God some praise right where you're sitting, right where you're standing at. Let him know that you love him. Just cry out to him. Let him know that you know that he's your keeper. You know that he is your everything, that you can do nothing without him. So let's go ahead and give him some praise. Heavenly Father, we come to you right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you this morning for the very breath that we're breathing. We thank you this morning, Father God, for your grace and your mercy, Lord. We humbly but boldly come to the throne. We cast all our cares upon you this day, Father God. We thank you for breathing your breath into our bodies. Heavenly Father, as we go on our way today, Father God, May our hearts and our minds stay steadfast on your word, Lord. May we hear a word from you today, Father God. May we have open hearts and open minds, Father God, to receive your word, O Heavenly Father. As you said in your word, Father God, may we make wisdom and understanding our sister and our next to kin, O Lord. Heavenly Father, train us up in the way in which we should go, Father God. Direct our paths. Keep us on the potter's wheel as long as you need to, Father God. Direct our paths. Let us lean not to our own understanding, but in all of our ways. Acknowledge you, O Lord. Heavenly Father, may we have faith today as small as a mustard seed, Father God. And be able to stand on your word, Father God. Seek your face in all things that we do, Father God. Bless our nation's leaders. Bless our family and our friends, O oh Heavenly Father. Give us some guidance, some direction, O oh Heavenly Father. Peace and love. May we love one another today with that agape love that you showed us, Father God. And we're so ever grateful for all you've done for us, Father God for loving us the way that you love us. Heavenly Father, as we go through our day to day, Father God, may your grace and your mercy continue to fall upon us, Jesus, in all things that we do, Father God. We plead the blood right now over our lives, 
We plead the blood, Lord. We just bless your name this morning. Hallelujah to your name. Because you are worthy to be praised, Lord. And we just thank you and we magnify your name this morning. We just lift you up, Lord. And all the things that we do, Father God, on this day, Father God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, everybody. Amen. So let's jump right in. I don't want to keep you long today. But we left off on Friday talking about um, Moses and Aaron and Korah and the 250 other men that came up against him. And we were in Numbers chapter 16, and we stopped, stopped at verse 31. So let's do a quick recap what I got in my notes of how Aaron told Korah and the men, come meet me at the tabernacle of meeting. And then the glory of God will appear to all the congregation. And as he was doing this, the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron saying, separate yourself from among this congregation that I may consume them in a moment. So we left off talking about that. And as we saw, the Lord was a man of his words. And he did consume them. He did consume them, all of their goods. The earth opened up his mouth and swallowed them up with their household and all of the men. But it should have ended there. So as we read on, we'll find out that it didn't. So as we pick up in chapter 33, 33 goes a little bit like this. Number 16, chapter 33. I am reading today out of my new King James, not my NIV. And it says, so they and all those with them went down alive into the pit and the earth closed over them and they uh, perished from among all the assembly. Then all Israel who were around them fled at their cry, for they said, lest the earth swallow us up also. And a fire came from the Lord and consumed the 250 men who offered incense. And then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, tell Eliezer, the son of Aaron, the priest, to pick up the censers out of the blaze, for they are holy and scatter the fire some distance away. The censor of these men who sinned against their own souls, let them be made into hammered plates as a covering for the altar because they presented them before the Lord. Therefore, they are holy and they shall be a sign to the children of Israel. So Eliezer, the priest, took the bronze censers from which those who were burnt up and presented them and they were hammered out as a covering on the altar to be a memorial to the children of Israel that no outsider who is not a descendant of Aaron should come near to offer incense before the Lord, nor to offer, nor before, or let me see, <laughs> I got ahead of myself, guys, that should come near to offer incense before the Lord that he may not 
become like Korah and his companions, just as the Lord had said to him through Moses. On the next day, all the congregation of the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron, saying, you have killed the people of the Lord. Now it happened when the congregation had gathered against Moses and Aaron that they turned towards the tabernacle of meeting and suddenly the cloud covered it and the glory of the Lord appeared. You know, guys, I sometimes don't understand why these people keep constantly tempting God. I don't understand it, why they're still complaining. Then Moses and Aaron came before the tabernacle of the meeting place, and the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Get away from among these congregation, that I may consume them in a moment. And they fell on their faces. So Moses said to Aaron, Take a censer and put fire in it from the altar. Put incense on it and take it quickly to the congregation and make atonement for them. For the wrath has gone out from the Lord. The plague has begun. Then Aaron took it as Moses commanded and ran into the midst of the assembly. And already the plague had begun among the people. So he put it in the incense and made atonement for the people. And he stood between the dead and the living, so the plague was stopped. Now those who died in the plague were 14,700, besides those who died in the Korah incident. So Aaron returned to Moses at the door of the tabernacle of the meeting, for the plague had stopped. So guys, let's see what my Tony Evans commentary has to say about this today. He breaks it down in such a way. And I have to tell you guys, if you don't have a Matthew Henry or a Tony Evans commentary, get yourself one. Get yourself an NIV, especially if you're new with your walk with Christ. It has helped me tremendously in my walk with Christ. And I just love you know, the insight that it gives me. It gives me a different way to look at things. It teaches me as well. Now, Tony Evans says in his commentary, Numbers chapter 16, verse 31 through 40, what followed was a terrifying scene of judgment as Moses predicted. And through the supernatural work of God, the earth consumed all Korah's people. Then it closed over them, and they vanished from the assembly. As for the other troublesome men, fire from the Lord consumed them. The people of Israel were horrified. The men's fire pans were made into hammered sheets for the altar, both because they were holy and as a reminder that no unauthorized person outside the lineage of Aaron should approach to offer incense before the Lord, lest he become like Korah and his followers. He goes on to say that in chapter 
verse 41, chapter 16, verse 41 through 45, that should have been the end of the story. But the next day, the entire Israelite community complained against Moses and Aaron, accusing them of killing the Lord's people. This is how outrageous claim serves as witness that humans can be tenacious in their willingness to deny the truth and believe a lie. No matter how obvious the facts are presented to them. God was again angered enough to destroy the nations. But Moses and Aaron fell face down yet one more time asking God to spare these people life. You know, I think about it from the beginning. Just bringing them out of Egypt and all the wonderful things that he did. And it may seem to us in our minds, oh my God, he did this. He brought lice and frogs and and turned the water into blood and all this stuff. But he was doing this for his people. And along the way, even parting the Red Seas and he got them out and showed himself mighty on their behalf and they still complained. Food, they didn't want the sweet bread the manna coming from heaven. They wanted meat. It seemed to me that they constantly kept angering God. But Moses and Aaron kept calling out to God for his people. And we do serve a gracious God. We do serve a gracious God. And Moses and Aaron being so diligent in praying for the people, begging for the people, asking God constantly over and over to forgive his people. You would think, one would think that time after time of asking for this forgiveness for the people, that they would have got it. Somewhere between our ears, we would have got it. And we do that much today as human beings. We complain and we grumble and God will bless us over and over and over again. And we'll want another blessing on top of another blessing and not see the glory in what God is doing for us. I kind of feel sorry for Moses and Aaron because time after time they understood it wasn't their will but God's will being done. And sometimes we as people, we don't even get that. That if you're walking with Christ, our Lord and Savior, 
if you're crying out to him, asking him, and sometimes it don't go our particular way, we have to remember and hold on to, to everything that he's working out. He's working it out for our good. And in our minds, it doesn't meet our expectations. But we know that we know that everything that God does is for our perfect will. We may not understand it. But grumbling and complaining and, 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 and mumbling about it, as the people did here, what's the purpose? We, na- we may not understand when one of our loved ones have to leave us and God call them home. As we're going to see as we move further in numbers. Miriam, Moses, they didn't get to see the land of milk and honey. But God made good on his promises when he said that their children's children would. Sometimes we can do and say things to hold ourselves back. And as my seasoned Christians would say, we can tie God's hands. Our faith wavering, grumbling and moaning and complaining, and not standing on God's word. As we move on into chapter 17, Numbers chapter 17, my Bible tells me, and Mo and the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to the children of Israel and get them a rod from each father's house. All their leaders according to their father's house, 12 rods. Write each man's name on his rod and you shall write Aaron's name on the rod of Levi. For there shall be one rod for the head of each father's house. Then you shall place them in the tabernacle of the meeting before the testimony, where I will meet you. And it shall be that the rod of the man who I chose will blossom. Thus I will rid myself of complaints of the children of Israel, which they make against you. So here God goes again tired of the complaining as Moses was first you're complaining against Moses then you're complaining against Aaron oh God has brought us out into the wilderness to leave us forsake us which is so not true but you gotta follow God's perfect will and know that he has a plan for your life so as we move on Number 17, verse 6, he said, so, the, so Moses spoke to the children of Israel, and each of the leaders gave him a rod, a piece for each leader according to their father's house, 12 rods, and the rods of Abram was among their rods. And Moses placed the rods before the Lord in the tabernacle of witness. 
Now it came to pass that on the next day that Moses went into the tabernacle of witness, and behold, the rod of Aaron and all the house of Levi had sprouted and put forth buds and produced blossoms and yield ripe almonds. Then Moses brought out all the rods from before the Lord to all the children of Israel, and they looked and each man took his rod. And the Lord said to Moses, bring Aaron's rod back before the testimony to be kept as a sign against the rebels that you may put their complaints away from me, lest they die. Thus did Moses just as the Lord had commanded him. So he did. So the children of Israel spoke to Moses saying, surely we die, we perish, we all perish. Whoever even comes near the tabernacle of the Lord must die. Shall we all utterly die? Was it not enough, guys? It just, as my auntie would say, bothers my brain to keep having to say the same thing to people over and over again. To hear the same complaints over and over again. You know, guys, I think that for me, if I would have seen the earth open up and swallow a whole camp of people and their belongings, that would have did something to me on the inside. I probably wouldn't have wanted to grumble and complain much today, complain much as today. You know, we see something devastating. Thank you, Lord. Just like COVID. People lost their lives during COVID. We were locked in the house. Only those that were considered essential workers were able to come out. That was a plague. That was a virus. But using it in the form of this text as we can apply it to our lives today. We still some, I can't say all. But I think some of us can look inside of our circles. And still find people mumbling and complaining and moaning and grumbling about things that's going on right now and today. Even though we lost so many people during COVID, maybe going into the hospital just to have a simple COVID test done and never to walk back out. And we as people, we have this thing about us out of sight, out of mind. Some, not all. Some, not all. And this is just my opinion. But if we keep the blessings of God at our forefront, 
And sometimes it does require us saying that it could have been me. It could have been me that didn't make it through the pandemic, that didn't escape COVID, that didn't lose my life. Afraid, alone, with nobody but the doctors and the nurses. Not to meet people that you're familiar with seeing, that you know, family, loved ones. So as it applies to this text today, these people have complained the whole way. And about what? Leadership? To whereas it angered God so, 14,700 people got swallowed up in the ground. Now let me reverse that. 14,700 people died of a plague after Korah and his 250 men got swallowed into the ground with all their possessions. And you still complain to whereas God sent a plague. And here go Aaron, the very one that they were complaining about, Aaron and Moses. Here go Aaron, Moses instructing Aaron, go make atonement for these people. And the plague stopped. However, my Bible tells me Numbers chapter 17, verse 13. Here they go again, 12 and 13. So the children of Israel spoke to Moses saying, surely we die, we perish, we all perish. Whoever even comes near the tabernacle of the Lord must die. Shall we all utterly die? You still ain't learned it yet. And we can spin this another way and say, trust in faith. Because isn't that what it's about when God is walking with his people, talking about telling them and going in a cloud before them by day, and a ball of fire by night. Trust me. I didn't bring you out of Egypt to forsake you. Trust me, have faith that your God, because I consider you my children, he called him his firstborn sons. He told Pharaoh, take your hand off of the neck of my firstborn son. So as it applies today for me, I think about the complaining that I do, the grumbling. For me, I let the Holy Spirit convict me 
Because he will. And I try to go straight in those areas. And we all fall short. But the awareness of what you're doing in that moment. It'll make you not want to go back and do or say the same thing that you did or said before. Just think about it. Think about all the things and all the situations that God has brought you out of. That you made it through. That you're here to tell somebody. I could use my car accident as a prime example. The traffic was so chaotic. That I could have been tossed into the traffic. But God stopped that situation just enough. Just enough. I'm in pain. I'm in back pain as we sit here and talk today. But I'd rather have this little bit of back pain or this great back pain than to be laid up in the hospital with a broken bone or maybe something that can't be fixed. So his grace and mercy, it means everything to me. Because he doesn't have to do it and he does. So it does mean everything to me. And I try to be mindful of that on a daily basis. About his grace and his mercy. And it's not a small thing. And we can apply it to our lives if we choose to. We can make small changes. Everybody's running around and don't want to put themselves into a box with Christianity or religion. But what about just being a good person? And every now and then picking up your word and see how your relationship with God will grow. If that's something that you choose to. Because God is never going to beg us to come to him. But he's always readily available. He's always readily available. I've known some people in my life, and I've even done it too. Only call out to God when we're in trouble. We know God then, but we'll walk around the whole time. Oh, I don't belong to a church. I don't belong to a religion. I don't belong to this. I don't belong to that. But you do when you make yourself a part of different groups and different things that you associate yourself with. But when it's a time of trouble, you're the first one calling out to God. So sometimes we have to be mindful of this little thing that we call the tongue, taming the tongue. And I'd rather not say anything at all in certain situations. But my faith won't allow me to stop talking about how God has been good to me. 
And everybody that I come across may not agree with me on that. And it's okay. And it's not my job to convince you. But it's not your job to take away what I believe in, my joy, my peace. It may not become your peace. But as disciples for God, And as my auntie would say, little mini Jesuses. Our job is to tell you our testimony and how God has been good to us. My story may not touch a hundred people, but it might touch that one to give them something to think about. And the joy of the Lord, letting my light shine. having peace in a world full of chaos. Showing love when you don't feel loved or feel undervalued or appreciated as most of us do, the hustle and bustle of life. But here in the book, God provided them with everything they needed. For that time, that time. And we always have to go back to what God says about not worrying about tomorrow. And tomorrow is the next day, that second that happened before this one, that 60 seconds, that 30 seconds, that five seconds. What can you do in this moment right here? And be willing to allow someone to come along to help you, to help see you through it. And we're going to get into that this week on our regular schedule Friday show. Your circle of friends, your circle of family members. Because I feel like, and we've always have, some of us just come through and get the revelation a little bit late. I feel like our nation needs a healing and always has. And it starts by all of us stepping up to the plate. So as we approach Wednesday, which is tomorrow, since I was a day late and a dollar short with this one today, as we approach Wednesday, we'll get into chapter 18. In chapter 18, the Lord begins to tell Aaron and his sons what he wants them to do for his sanctuary and what he's going to give them as he makes them priest over top of everything in the altar, everything behind the veil. He tells them, I give you priesthood to you as a gift for your service. So we're going to get into chapter 18 on tomorrow, and then on Friday we'll get into chapter 19. But I hope that I said something that'll pierce your heart today as I meditate on his word. I love sharing God's word, and I believe 
the direction that he is leading me in is to continue to share. My one job might be just to share his word. And I'm okay with that. Peace and blessings to you all. Until Wednesday morning or Wednesday afternoon. As well as, guys, don't forget that we are having, we're coming up in August. And I will be announcing this from here to August on St. Paul Outreach Center's second annual leadership conference, August 9th and 10th. It's a Friday and a Saturday. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be awesome. We've got some great leaders coming to speak at the conference out of Georgia, South Carolina, Virginia, right here in North Carolina, downtown Winston-Salem at the Marriott Conference Center. We're going to have an AM and a PM show. Conference, I wouldn't say show. And they have asked your girl to MC this event. And I thank God for using me as a vessel. You guys pray my strength. I pray my strength that he uses me for his glory. Be blessed in all that you do on this beautiful Tuesday afternoon. Peace and blessings until Wednesday morning.